Dear listeners, are you tired of the endless cycle of fad diets and extreme measures? It's time to wake up to a better weight loss solution with Robody. As someone who's been through the ups and downs of weight loss, I know firsthand the challenge of trying to find what will stick. That's why if I qualified for Robody today, I jump at the chance for a scientifically backed program that supports long-term success. With Robody, you'll gain access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market, paired with personalized lifestyle changes. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Roe to help them lose weight. Say goodbye to the roller coaster of weight loss dreams and hello to sustainable, real results with Robody. Go to roco snoozecast. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash snoozecast. Newscast, the podcast designed to help you fall asleep. Find us on snoozecast.com and follow us on Instagram at snoozecast, where you'll find behind the scenes content. If you enjoy our show, please write a review on the podcast app. Please know that we read and appreciate every single one. Here's a recent review we loved. The subject line is love the pod. This podcast is the best ever. I'm asleep in 10 minutes every night to a soothing story. I look forward to picking out a new episode every night. Hey, thank you to whomever wrote that. It made our day. It's amazing how quickly it can work. I can't count the number of times I personally thought to myself, this isn't going to work tonight. My mind is too awake. And then, next thing you know, I'm out. This episode is brought to you by our Patreon supporters and by Moonlit Nights. Tonight, we'll read the next part to The Princess and the Goblin, a children's fantasy novel published in 1872. If you'd like to start from the beginning, the first episode aired on April 15, 2019. If you'd like to listen to the previous episode, part 4 aired September 23, 2020. One of the most successful and beloved of Victorian fairy tales, George MacDonald's The Princess and the Goblin tells the story of young Princess Irene and her friend Curdie, who must outwit the threatening goblins who live in caves beneath her mountain home. When we left off, Curdie, our little hero who works as a miner within the caves of the mountain, realizes part of the goblins' devious plans, that they may flood the mines and destroy them with any miners in them. Curdie went home to his father's house to have some sleep. Meanwhile, we'll pick back up the introduction of Princess Irene's father 
Let's get cozy. Close your eyes. Relax your body into the softness of your bed. Now, take a few deep breaths. On this beautiful sunlit afternoon, Irene could clearly distinguish her father, the king, among the troop riding up to the castle on horseback. He rode a white horse and was taller than any of the men with him. He wore a narrow circle of gold set with jewels around his helmet, and as he came nearer still, Irene could discern the flashing of the stones in the sun. By this time, the people of the house were all gathered at the gate, but Irene stood alone in front of them. When the horsemen pulled up, she ran to the side of the white horse and held up her arms. The king stopped and took her hands. In an instant, she was on the saddle and clasped in his great, strong arms. I wish I could describe the king so that you could see him in your mind. He had gentle blue eyes, but a nose that made him look like an eagle. A long, dark beard, streaked with silvery lines, flowed from his mouth almost to his waist. And, as Irene sat on the saddle and hid her glad face upon his bosom, it mingled with the golden hair which her mother had given her, and the two together were like a cloud with streaks of the sun woven through it. After he had held her to his heart for a minute, he spoke to his white horse and the great, beautiful creature, which had been prancing so proudly a little while before, walked as gently as a lady, for he knew he had a little lady on his back, through the gate and up to the door of the house. Then the king set her on the ground and, dismounting, took her hand and walked with her into the great hall, which was hardly ever entered except when he came to see his little princess. There he sat down with two of his counselors who had accompanied him to have some refreshment. And Irene sat on his right hand.